Scott, Mallory, how you doing? Welcome to the Bitcoin Source. Can you kickstart things off by introducing yourselves? Yes. Hi, everyone. We're so happy to be here. Um, I'm Mallory. And I'm Scott. And together we are the creators of Shamari, which is a company that creates fun Bitcoin products for kids or adults, but particularly kids through books, games, and, and other things as we continue to, continue to expand. People may know you from the book, the card game. It's kind of ubiquitous in this space, especially if you have the Bitcoin parents out there. So the first question I have for you, where did you learn or source your Bitcoin knowledge, whether it was books, courses, or even people that kind of like orange pilled you on your journey to learn about Bitcoin? Yeah. I was like, can kick that one off. Sure, so go for it. I was the first one out of the two of us to, to start going down that rabbit hole. I know. Uh, I wonder if it would be helpful just to do like a little backstory of how that happened. Yeah, I'll kind of start with, with that side of things. Um, so I'm kind of the typical story from the prior bull run. So late 2017, 2018, kind of started getting interested, caught my eye. Um, and then as things cooled down from that that run up, realized, okay, there's, there's something here. I'm going to learn more. And I really, at that time, there were some podcasts out there, not too many, um, but really more so on the book side of things. I, I read the Bitcoin Standard, um, which obviously many people do. Read the white paper. Those were the first two two books. Um, and then as it relates to, to Shamari itself, uh, which we can get into, but the game teaches about Bitcoin mining. And it was while reading the white paper and the part where it kind of talks about mining and, and how that works, that kind of first laid the foundation to learn about that, that process altogether. So, you know, as simple as it sounds, the white paper itself really was the one of the foundations um, at the very beginning to everything. And then, you know, obviously since that time and the past, you know, four or five years, podcasts in particular have, have bubbled up and we've been lucky enough to to be in a lot of them, become friends with them. So everything from, you know, uh, once bitten with Daniel Prince, um, listen to a lot of um, uh, the Pressing Precious podcast to, to get the more um, econ economical side of things. So just lots of stuff daily in your, in your earbud. Yeah, I can. Um, so I, I got into Bitcoin, um, through Scott. So he started talking to me a little bit about it, like over the, you know, over the dinner table, like some random side conversations. And to be honest, I wasn't that interested in the beginning. Um, but once Scott said, you know, we have this, you know, we have our daughter and we want to start teaching her about different types of money that are out there. I was like, oh, that's actually a little bit more interesting. Like that is something that is something that I think that's this next generation really does need. So that's when I started becoming a little bit more interested. Um, so Scott, you know, taught me, kind of got me up to speed. Um, and then from there, we started doing local meetups. We started going to conferences because we had our products. And that's when I became like really passionate about this. Um, and I learned a lot from listening to podcasts or reading books, but the most valuable way that I think I learned is just talking to other people in the space. When we're at um, these conferences, parents or you know aunts, uncles, grandparents, whatever it is, they, teachers, they come up to us and they talk to us about what Bitcoin means to them and why they think it's important to educate the next generation. And then we engage in conversation that way. And those are the interactions that really stick the most with me. And I think, you know, I learned a lot from people and hopefully they learn a little bit from us. Yeah, I love that um, really quickly. Just, you know, that's kind of like a perfect segue into like my next question. But I will say this, like learning about Bitcoin is difficult. And what I find so unique and in a sense ingenious about what you as a couple have done as far as the card game space or even the book reading space is like bedtime stories. Right. Talking mm -hmm. about you know, like kind of parents being the first set of teachers and the first people that, you know, your kids learn from and they observe what we do. So it's like if we're teaching our kids about sound money from a very finite state, a very infant state, 
I think that that's going to be the next set of Bitcoiners coming up in the space where you won't have people as flummoxed about what is blockchain, what is Bitcoin. So thank you for kind of bringing that game into the world to help parents all over the you know the planet, hopefully. Hopefully it becomes ubiquitous enough that everybody has one um, by their nightstand for their kid when it's time for for yeah, For sure. And it, one of the things we, to Mallory's point, when we start talking to these people in person, we love hearing the stories of, you know, the grandparents coming over and, and reading it for the first time or playing the game. Um, that really is what, mm-hmm. what motivates us. Um, and kind of when we leave the conference being like, okay, what do we want to build next type thing? Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's hard for most adults to understand Bitcoin, right? Like, I mean, they want to say it's a young person's game. It's a millennial game, but how does the shimmery card game teach and make Bitcoin fun for kids? Good question. Yeah. Do you want to sure. take it? You go. Sure. Yeah. I can take it. So one, the nice thing is, I think, first off, you don't have to know anything about Bitcoin in order to play it. Um, so you can pick it up. You could be someone who has never even heard the word Bitcoin and you could just play the game once you watch the, the, the video. So that's, that's step one, really. So there's a zero barrier to entry other than watching a YouTube video to, to learn the rules. Um, from there, as they start, hopefully one, becoming more comfortable with some of the terminology that they see in the game. So everything from, you know, simple like Bitcoin or um, target, difficulty adjustment, attack, those little vocab words, um, hopefully start laying in the back of their heads while maybe they still don't understand what they are yet. Um, they start seeing them down and maybe one, the next time like, oh, dad, what what is an attack? How does that work? So it's that, that base level um, introduction to then let them kind of have that dis- discussion happen. And to your point, hopefully because it, it is a physical product, um, it's bringing people together. So it's not, you know, we get asked all the time, oh, can you make it an app version? Or did you think about doing an app version? Um, and for a very short period of time, we probably thought about it, but we purposely made everything physical because mm-hmm. we wanted to be able to bring people together, have the conversation, have the family time or the friend time, whatever it is, so that when those questions come up, they can be answered on the spot. Um, and then from there, if you take, go, go even deeper, you know, the game is also STEM authenticated. So if you're a teacher or a STEM academy or in that more traditional education space, you can easily tie the concepts that are being learned in the game to the curriculum that you're supposed to be teaching um, in that school or in that STEM center. So hopefully bringing things full circle for those educators, whether it's a parent or a traditional educator or anything in between. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that we also, um, Scott did a great job talking about the Shamari card game, but we also have the book, Goodnight Bitcoin, um, which was created for a little bit of a younger audience inspired by our two-year-old at the time when we wrote it. She's now three. Um, But this also teaches and starts introducing some really basic terminology, um, like miners, blocks, Satoshi, 2009, all sorts of goodies in this. And so if you have an even younger audience where you think a card game might not be quite there yet, um, the book is really nice. You know, you can read it before bed, put it on the coffee table, those types of things. Yeah. And, you know, kind of a backstory to this, too, is that um, I'm the lead writer for um, a Bitcoin publication called Satoshi's Journal. And the founder of the company, Jeremy Garcia, he's also a parent. I believe his son is two years old as well. Um, he raves about Shimmery. Like he's been so inspired by the game, the book that he wants Satoshi's Journal to kind of write their own children's book down the road. But he reads the, the good night Bitcoin to his son every night. Um, he said he loves the moon and how it looks like a Bitcoin. He just <laughs> loves the game. So I had to kind of like shout out Jeremy because I know he's going to be excited to see this episode when it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> and I've enjoyed uh, talking with Jeremy on Twitter um, over the past few months. So it's always good to bring things full circle. 
I know we love when we hear stories like that because the little, the monsters are like, they're cute for little kids, but they're nice for adults to look at too. And I'm sure because you're a parent, you've had this experience, but the one thing about reading kids books is that some of them can be just so bad. So it's, it's enjoyable when as an adult can also enjoy a kid's book, right? And educational at the, at the, at the same time. So yeah. Kind of yeah. Both sides of the, of the spectrum. There's actually an interesting story where my mom was doing our nighttime routine. I think Scott and I were at dinner or something. So she was doing the nighttime routine with our daughter. And we tried to talk to my mom a few times about Bitcoin, but she, she doesn't get it. She's not really that interested in getting it. So we, we take a step back and, you know, we'll let her to come to us if she ever does. So anyway, she's doing this bedtime routine and my daughter gets to pick out like three books before she goes to bed and good night, Bitcoin luckily happens to be one of her favorites. So she picks it out on her own and my mom opens it and she reads it to her. So we get home from dinner and my mom says, you know, Charlotte chose to read Goodnight Bitcoin, but I'm just wondering, how did you create the character Satoshi? How would you have come up with that name? And it was such like a pivotal point for us because clearly we didn't come up with that name, right? But it was the first time that my mom had asked me about Bitcoin. Instead of us just telling it to her and her not really taking it in, she was interested and she was engaging in the conversation. So, I mean, that's just like a really small example of how, you know, something like a little kid's book can help all ages and can just start that family conversation. Exactly. And, you know, your your whole entire platform, like when I looked at it, traversed through it, you're not only doing books, but you're also helping and giving back into underserved communities to teach them about Bitcoin through your products. And one of the products that I saw and what I found very profound was, um, you know, you teaching kids about low time preference from a very early age. Could you uh, kind of explain or break down the SATS ledger? Yeah, for sure. So the SATS ledger is a, a product that we're lucky enough to be able to, to resell. So for those that aren't familiar with it, um, it was created by a gentleman, um, MTCBTC on, on Twitter. Um, and he launched that product around the same time we, we created the game. So kind of came up at the same time, got to know each other, supported each other, like, like everything else in Bitcoin. So, um, no competition, wanted to see each other grow. And he's based out of the UK. So us being here in the States, being able to more easily get stats ledger in the hands of, of people around us, we're able to, to sell it through Shamra and have it be part of the family. And it's a great way. Um, uh, this easiest way to think of it is if you're a parent, maybe you're giving your kids allowance. And you want to give them um, a Bitcoin allowance, which would be awesome. The ledger is literally two physical books um, where you can go in and each page you can record um, the action that they're doing to earn the, the, uh, their allowance. So maybe they're cleaning the dinner table or taking out the trash or mowing the lawn, whatever it is, um, or it's schoolwork. And so they're recording the transaction. So that's part of your ledger. Um, that's your act. And then you're recording when did it happen, um, the, uh, uh, how much they earned. And it stacks up all on one page. When you get to the bottom of the page, you can tally it up. That's a block. So each page is a block. So once again, it's teaching them terminology that's learned in Bitcoin. And every few blocks, um, you can actually have difficulty adjustments. So maybe next week, the chores are getting a little bit harder in order to earn the same amount of Bitcoin. So it's a fun way to both, you know, allow them to start interacting with Bitcoin through what they're earning, but also to your specific question, it's teaching them how that, time preference can change where, okay, yeah, maybe things are a little easier right now. They're getting a little harder next week and I need to value what I'm earning a little differently and, and kind of have that preference to say, you know, I'm, I'm working really hard for what I'm earning. I don't want to just go off and, and get um, an ice cream cone that's going to melt and I'm going to eat in 30 seconds. Maybe I want to save this for a few years from now or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Um, I want to uh, put some away 
or um, something bigger and then keep some for another sort of thing. So it's a nice way for them to start earning and learning that way. And, you know, I think it'll be good down the road too for like chores, like you mentioned, like obviously my kid is too young to do chores, but, you know, people, some people's parents, you know, pay their kids for doing chores. And I think that, you know, having a ledger and having a, a, a stake in how that blockchain is created, <clears throat> what the what the protocol actually does will be helpful for kids to like ingrain that kind of knowledge into them. So when they do encounter Bitcoin or blockchain is mentioned or hash rate is mentioned or mining protocols mentioned, they're gonna be like, wait a minute, my parents made me do something involving mining. I know that answer. So, you know, that might be helpful for them down mm -hmm. the road. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, earlier I mentioned about, you know, parents being the first teachers and Mallory, this question is kind of for you. How has, you know, Shamari, all the Bitcoin education that you've done, how has that educated your family on sound money? I mean, one of the philosophies that Scott and I have is that we never push Bitcoin onto our friends and family. You know, I feel like people are less um, interested and truly engaged if you push something on them. But all of our friends, family, and many people through, you know, people that we meet in Twitter know that we're in the Bitcoin space. So when they're ready to talk about it, then they come to us. And that's what I like about it. But Goodnight Bitcoin is great for that because it talks about all of the basic terminology. It talks about when it created. Um, it talks about it, Satoshi and how. It talks about um, miners and sats and nodes. And it just does it in such a cute, like, it, it's hard to push back on it. You know, the monsters and the illustrations in the book are very, um, they're very juvenile, but they're in interested by adults as well. So I feel like, you know, almost anybody can engage and can really learn from it. That's part of our philosophy as parents as it relates to kind of Charlotte is um, treating her like an adult, essentially. I mean, we don't, I think most people think of kids as, you know, always being young and they're not ready to learn things, but, you know, she's part of the company. She's part of the family. She helps pack the game. She helps ship things off. She takes them to the post office with us. She gets excited when we send them to their new home um, and that sort of stuff. So that's also another way that we kind of integrated into the teaching her you know, this is, you know, this is us going to work, that sort of thing. So that's just another byproduct of being able to create this together and have her be a part of it all. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, you're doing a great job. And I think that kids, like you said, you shouldn't push things on them, but you should also kind of foster that positive, you know, interaction with something. And it's like subconsciously, they're not even realizing that they're learning something, but it'll click down the road. So I think that that's ingenious what you guys are doing. Thank oh, you. thank you very much. And uh, my last question is, and this is kind of something I wanted to peel back on too, because I know it's been mentioned, um, but you know, you talk about Shamari's future as a game, as a card game, as a book. But what I'd love to know is more about how you know you won STEM's Best 2021 by Newsweek and STEM.org. Like, I would love to kind of hear, you know, your journey with Bitcoin and like how you got the company to kind of earn that achievement. Yeah, that was. Um, no, that was an incredible achievement. We're very honored to be on that list. Yeah, it was uh, unexpected and, and fun. We um, first got connected with stum.org actually through my prior um, occupation, so I knew of the organization, not to even be aware of this sort of thing. Um, and then when we created the game, um, went through the there's a submission process where you just you have to submit whether it's a book or games or whatever else um, somebody's trying to get stem authenticated. Went through, through that formal process. Um, and a few months later, got an email saying, hey, you know, we, we looked what you guys did, looked it over, it matches the you know, STEM curriculum, and we want to authenticate it to be STEM authenticated, which is um, crazy to think that something, you know, this was back in 2020 now, um, that had come out of our head a few months prior 
is now not only real, um, but is getting um, an authentic authentication mark like that mm -hmm. from an organization that is, you know, nationally and worldwide known um, and this sort of thing. So that was, you know, achievement number one that we were super proud of. And then um, it was a few months later as 2021 approached where um, we, once again, it wasn't, this side of things wasn't anything we applied for or paid to be a part of in any way, uh, but we were made aware that um, STEM.org and Newsweek magazine had selected the game to be, like you mentioned, um, best of STEM. I believe there was a hundred um, different people on the list um, out of the, I think there's four or 5,000 products um, that have the authentication, but best of STEM 2021 um, by Newsweek. So we actually, it's above our heads up there um, in Newsweek magazine uh, listed in there, which is definitely something we could have never imagined um, prior to that. And so it's just a really cool thing, one, just to have, but also, um, like we've kind of talked about, we are very early in the space, um, especially when it comes to teaching kids about this sort of stuff. But before we know it, I'm sure there'll be even more traditional learning environments um, that are looking to teach about Bitcoin and being able to have an authentication mark like that will hopefully help us be part of the curriculum um, that gets put into these schools and centers and whatever else may bubble up. Uh, like we're already, you know, there's the, the Bitcoin focused um, groups that are doing education around the world that we love being part of already and um, expanding that into the traditional space will be um, really fun as well. You know, speaking of cu curriculum too, like I know for Black Bitcoin Billionaires, which I'm the lead writer for, uh, Bitcoin Zay, he's kind of intertwined some of the educational stuff that you guys have into his curriculum. And, you know, I found that to be profound as well too. So Shamari is definitely going places. Like once you start getting these labels or purported labels, um, you know, that's when educational platforms, schools start to pay attention to it. So, you know, I truly think that this might end up being, you know, one of those books in the preschools and the kindergartens and the elementary schools where, you know, kids want to have like a soft introduction to Bitcoin and Shemri might be just that. We would love for that to be the case. Yes, absolutely. Very much. We love working with uh, Isaiah and everything else that he's doing. Give your give your shout outs, your connections, how people can get in contact with Shimmery or purchase more products. Um, give the audience, you know, your social handles and everything where people can get in contact with you. For sure. Well, first off, thanks again for, for having and for everybody listening. So um, everything we do is sold through the website. So shamory.com, S-H-A-M-O-R-Y. Um, ship worldwide. So whether you're here in the States or anywhere else, feel free to come along. Um, I did go ahead and make a promo code. So um, feel free to drop in uh, Bitcoin source at checkout and you'll get 10% off your order. So feel free to to utilize that. And we will happily send some card games, books, magnets, death ledgers um, your way. We do have um, a new book that will be out in the coming months mm -hmm. um, as well as another product um, uh, shortly. So for the holiday season, perfect time to, to come get those goodies. On Twitter, um, our company handle is Play Jamery. Um, and we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, uh, and YouTube. And I myself, I'm on Twitter, Scott M. Sibley. Mallory's the lucky one in the family. She gets to uh, divert her eyes from, from that happening. So you won't find her there, but both of us can be reached um, at either scott at shamari.com or mallory at shamari.com if you're looking to send an email or just through the website. There's a contact form that, that you're welcome to submit. And we, will, we love reaching out, so don't be scared to shoot us an email, a DM, smoke signal, whatever you need to. <laughs> oh, actually, the other thing to mention for both uh, yourself and anybody else, we will also be launching an affiliate program shortly. Um, so if people are interested in, in sharing the word about Shamari and, and earning um, uh, some money back, 
Um, that'll probably be launched before the end of August. So keep your eye out for that. Um, we're excited to, to start onboarding people through that mechanism. And like we mentioned, we've, uh, we've built everything through zero paid marketing. So it's all been word of mouth. Like, like you talked about, you heard about us through, um, from Zay and, and Jeremy and other people. Um, and so we want to be able to reward those people that have, have talked and spread our word. So we're excited to get that up and running um, in that way. Definitely. And, you know, I'll definitely be looking forward to um, new books that you have releasing and um, even some new games, board games, card games, whatever you have coming down the road. Like I'm definitely a supporter. And I think that uh, it's going to help me being a better dad on those uh, nights when my daughter doesn't want to sleep. So thank you for that. Um, Scott and Mallory, once again, thank you for being on the Bitcoin source. I hope people find this podcast, this episode insightful. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you everyone for listening. Thanks everybody.